Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Saint Dymphna. My name is George Warren. My job, special investigator. A month ago, I was given leave from the city detective bureau to take a special assignment for the state, a case of kidnapping. The fugitive was a kindly old grandfather. He'd kidnapped his own granddaughter. She was an 18-year-old girl, and her parents had her committed to the state mental institution a couple of years ago on advice of physician. But seven months ago, the grandfather, on his customary Sunday visit to the institution, took the girl out for a stroll. They didn't come back. I was pretty confident of finding them when I took off for Europe by air. The French police were cooperative. They established that the couple had traveled by train from Marseille to Antwerp, Belgium. I sent a wire to the Antwerp police to be on the lookout for them and followed by rail the next day. When I arrived, I was received at headquarters by an English-speaking police lieutenant. Have you any leads on where they were headed when they left Antwerp? You don't know that they did leave. We only received your wire yesterday. Of course. Uh, let me review their descriptions. Uh, the grandfather, John Patrick, age 64, gray hair, 6 foot 2. His occupation? A retired sea captain. He knows his way around Europe. The girl, Mary Fitzpatrick, age 18, 5 foot 3, 112 pounds, blonde hair, blue eyes, pretty, mentally disturbed. You have photographs? Only of the grandfather. Here. No pictures of the girl. The family just didn't take any because she wasn't well, I guess. I understand. Uh, Just how bad is she? Perfectly harmless, but the doctors tell me she isn't responsible. She can't make decisions or travel alone or even keep a conversation going. She trusts her grandfather completely and will go wherever he takes her. Mr. Warren, the grandfather's uh, motive then would be to help her. 
Oh, definitely. And he knows Europe. Very well, I should say. Mr. Wong, did you ever hear of the city of Giel? Giel? No. But someone who knew Europe well would have. Mr. Wong. Yes? I may be wrong, but while we're checking in routine fashion here, you may save yourself and us a great deal of time and effort if you look for them in Giel. I bought a ticket to Giel and started out. I began to see what the lieutenant was driving at the moment I stepped off the train. Giel, I found, was noted for its famous mental institution. Sure enough, a Mary Fitzpatrick had been entered there six months ago. But nine weeks ago, her grandfather took her out. A clerk at the hospital supplied me with the address where he'd stayed while the girl was under treatment. It was a lovely private home in a residential section of the city. When I knocked, the door was opened by a pretty young woman in a colorful peasant costume. You're my Uh, I don't speak Flemish. I speak English. <laughs> You're a lifesaver. Did you wish to see Mr. Miner? Is he the owner of the house? Yes, but he's working and madam's gone shopping. Perhaps you can help me. A few months ago, there was an American gentleman staying here, a Mr. Fitzpatrick. Oh, yes. Did he say where he was going? Oh, yes. He did? Where? For a walk. Oh, you, you mean he was out for a walk and just didn't come back? No. I mean he simply went for a walk. You mean he's still living here? I expect him any minute. Uh, you, you're sure he's coming back? Why did he go out? I believe he's paying a visit. Yes, yes, probably to see his granddaughter. Won't you step in, Mr. Warren, George Warren. Y yes, if you don't mind. I feel it's only fair to warn you, miss. I'm an American detective. Mr. Fitzpatrick won't be happy to see me. Be seated, Mr. Warren. He's been expecting you. Expecting me? He's told everyone here about himself and what he did. He warned everyone the authorities would arrive sooner or later. You mean everyone knows about the granddaughter? She's not quite right, you know. <laughs> we have a great many people in Giel who aren't quite right. They're here to be put right again. Oh, I believe he's coming up the walk now. Yes, excuse me, Mr. Warren. Oh, you the detective? Put her there, son. Been wondering what you'd be like. His name is George Warren. Oh, glad to meet you, Mr. Warren. Thank you. Guess I led you a merry chase. A long one, anyway. Oh, sit down, <laughs> sit down. How about a drink? I'm going to make tea. All right, girl, you run along and make your tea. Now, sir, what do you propose to do? Take you back with me. Me or my granddaughter? Both. Where is she? Still under treatment. No, sir, I wouldn't dream of letting her go back. Not until she's ready. Mr. Fitzpatrick. Captain Fitzpatrick. Captain, then, I don't want to be unpleasant. Well, don't. I can still handle myself. I'm sure you can. I didn't risk jail and come all this way to let you stop me now. Maybe you can clap me in irons and haul me home with you, but not the girl. You won't find it. She can't be far away. She's living under an assumed name with people I can trust. She's doing fine. Won't be too long before she's ready to come here on her own. You know what mental illness is. Give her a chance to shake it off. She can be treated at home. You know what goes on in most of our mental institutions? Captain Fitzpatrick... It's criminal the way we treat our mental patients. Except in a few places the average person can't afford. I don't know anything about that. Well, that's why I'm telling you. Think I'd let my granddaughter go back to that? 
I, I, I sympathize, Captain. But you're going to do your duty. I am. Then you belong in a mental institution yourself. Good day, sir. Captain. Now, Captain. Captain Fitzpat. Now, look, I don't want to use force. Open this door. I'm afraid he's locked it. <laughs> Quite an old boy, isn't he? Quite. Do you know much about the Gill plan, Mr. Warren? I never heard of Gill until yesterday. The people here have been caring for the mentally ill for centuries. They consider it an honor to take patients into their homes after they're discharged from the institution. Why? They need a halfway house between the hospital and normal life. It's a wonderful stimulant, just leaving the hospital and living with people who understand and who care. They make wonderful progress. It's a technique only Guild practices on a large scale. Why should these people take in complete strangers? Mostly because of their religious beliefs. Didn't you ever hear of St. Dymphna? I can't say I have. She was an Irish girl. She lived centuries ago. Would you like to hear her story? So that's how I came to hear the story of St. Dymphna in a lovely Belgian village told by a lovely young girl. The story begins in the 6th century Ireland with a pagan king named Niall. This Irish monarch had two great prides, his prowess as a warrior and the beauty of his queen. Her love for the king was great, and she had borne him a daughter, Dymphna, now 15 years old. But now the queen grew disturbed by the king's obsession with warfare and hatred of his enemies. Tis too soon, Niall. Your wounds have hardly healed. You're not fit to fight. Yet. The orders have gone out to the troops together. Cast off your fears, woman, and let me take away the memory of a smiling face. And with what memories do you leave me? A soldier, sick and weak, going off to battle. Oh, say you won't go. And be dishonored. Who dishonors you? Killian says... I think your first lieutenant hears voices, saying only what he wishes to hear. Killian's a good soldier. But a poor friend. He feeds your ambition, Niall. Celestine, no quarrels. Speak no more of conquest and rule. That's a man's province. Does Killian say that, too? Quiet, woman, he's coming. I'll not have him see you quarrel with your lord. Come in, Killian. The troops are assembled, sire, awaiting your orders. Good. I march with them this very moment. Celestine, bid me a happy farewell. Return safely, my lord. My prayers go with you. But not your approval. So be it, then. Come, Killian. But, sire... Hmm, what's wrong? Sire, you're not in battle dress. Oh, it must be daft I'm getting... Niall, it's proof that you're not yet well. Hmm, tis only my forgetfulness... Wait here, Killian. I won't be long. Yes, sire. You look troubled, my lady. Killian, persuade him to stay. I, madam, when you could not. Don't be a hypocrite. Once he would heed my words. Now he hears no one but you. I'll not deny it. I take pride in it. It's been my wish and ambition that he follow wise counsel. I wonder what's behind that counsel. What else but my love of king? More likely love of self. Would you be telling that to the king now? I've told him. But he won't listen. Excellent. Then I see no harm in admitting it. It is true I have personal ambition. For what? A kingdom, perhaps? Why not? You've given him no sons, and not even a king lives forever. Perhaps you think to hasten your reward by turning on the king. And lose the loyalty of the troops. Have no fear of that, my lady. And there's no need. The king, since struck on the head... Something has happened. How dare you? Then you've seen it too. 
It's like in another world he lives at times. One of his own making. Soon even the troops will see the strange behavior of their king. And when he can no longer lead, who will they turn to? And what's to become of the king, then? No harm if he behaves. And have no fears for yourself. Me? Rest assured, my lady, you'll reign beside a king forever. You mean my husband? He'll no longer be king, my lady. You are insolent, sir. Aye, as insolent as you're beautiful. Get out! Would you have me disobey my king? I stay by his order. Ah, he comes now. Come, come, Killian. We must be off before dark. But, sire, your orders were that I remain behind for a day. Hmm? What for? You remember, sire. Only last night we discussed it. I am to follow in a day with the troops who are escorting your daughter home from the convent school. Oh, yes, Dimpfner. I'd forgotten. Oh, this head of mine. Niall, you're still in pain. Stay, sire, only for a little while. A day. And then you'll be here to greet your daughter. But the troops are waiting. You're still king. Send them away. Niall, these five long years, you've not set eyes on your only child. Uh, I'd like to see the last again before I go. Then you'll stay. Would that be wise, sire? Why? Don't listen to him, Niall. Oh, would a day or two matter, Killian? The element of surprise, sire. News travels to our enemies. Their spies are everywhere. A runner will already have left with word that you've assembled your troops. Yes, they'll have time to prepare unless we march at once. By tomorrow, they'll be ready and waiting in strong positions. There's no need to march at all. Let them live in peace. No, they've dishonored me. In most vile language, sire. I'm off. Follow quickly with your men, Killian. If you delay, there'll be no enemies left to taste the sharp edge of your sword. <laughs> King Niall marched to battle while the queen grieved. A grief only slightly diminished with the joyful arrival of her daughter, Dimpna. Oh, mother, couldn't he have waited just a day? Your father's changed these five years he's been away, Dimpna. Always fighting. That's why he never found time to visit you, as I have. And lately it's grown worse. He's obsessed. If one of the soldiers told me he'd been wounded. A blow on the head. He didn't know me when he returned. Even now, sometimes he looked at me as if I were a complete stranger. And he forgets things. But not how to fight. There's a man, his chief lieutenant, Killian. Oh, I remember. I've never liked him. There's more than dislike with me. To fear. But your father won't hear ill of him. Glass, my eyes, is a trouble I'm seeing. It's Killian. Be careful what you see. It must be your twin, my lady. Sure, and this isn't the daughter who went away a child, not this beauty. She's still a child. She's as big as you are. Aye, and with a bloom of youth added to your beauty. Sure, a man would be hard put to choose between you. If he had the choice, Killian, you never will. Come, Dimpner. No, stay, lovely Dimpner. Sure, you must be sick to the death of the girls you've studied with and want the company of a man. A man, is it? We're taught by a man. Father Gibbon is my teacher. Would you be speaking of the gaunt stranger outside wearing the robes of a woman? Don't let the robes fool you, Killian. He has the strength and courage of a kind you've never dreamed of. Oh, only courage enough to dress like a woman. It's a disgrace to the men of Ireland. Speak truthfully, Dimpner. Instead of a priest whose eyes are on the heavens, would you not like the company of a man who has an eye for beauty and a mind to pursue it? My eyes are on the heavens too, Killian. My life will be for God in his works. Sure, I'll treat myself to the duty of changing your mind. You go too far, Killian. 
The king will hear of this. Do you never discourage, my lady? This time he'll believe me. It won't escape him that while he fights, you linger here with his best troops. Ah, it is good sense you speak. It wouldn't do to wait, much as the company is enjoyable. But I'll be back. Sure, it may be too late now for the king. The enemy is stronger than he was led to believe. Killian! Don't bark at me, my lady. Sure, and you'd be wise to say the name with more tenderness. For you've now a rival. And I'll be hard to please when I return. Farewell, lovely ladies. Killian is off to ensure his future. I see why you fear him, Mother. We've no time to lose, Dibna. You're to leave at once. I'll not believe you. You must at once. Sure, I intended to go. Father Gibran is here to take me to the convent. But now Nothing I... has changed. Go with Father Gibran and follow the vocation you've chosen. Then come with me. My place is here beside the king. And if he doesn't return? I'll come to you. But go now, quickly. The battle may be short. But the troops were long in battle. The king's forgetfulness grew. Though always in moments of danger, he recaptured control to lead his troops to final victory. Killian, though disappointed, was a patient man. On their return, the king received news that snapped his last thin grasp on reality. In his absence, the queen, his beloved Celestine, had become ill. And though the doctors strove mightily to save her, they failed. They said she had lost the will to live. You sent for me, sire? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's you, Killian. Aye, you recognize me. I've talked to you a dozen times, and you've not seen or heard me. Mm, I've been busy, Killian, talking with my wife. Your wife, sire? No one sees her but me. It's strange, but when we talk, it's another place and time. And she goes, and I'm left alone. Life is bitter without her. She was beautiful, sire. She didn't like you, Killian. Me, sire. You made her afraid. No, sire. She warned me off, and you plotted against me. You made her afraid, and she didn't want to live. Killian. No, no, sire. I should kill you with my own hands. Sire, it is not what you think. You'd see if you were well. Oh, you think I'm mad? I didn't say that, sire. Give me a chance. I'll make up to you for your loss. You bring her back? Yes. What? There are many women in Ireland. Women? I'll scour the countryside. I'll bring you one who'll take her place in your heart. And you call me mad. You deserve death, Killian. And you'll have what you deserve. Let me try, sire. Give me time. A month. Ah, you'll have your chance. But then you'll die. Killian was desperate. Flight, he knew, would never take him beyond the reach of this powerful king. So for a month, he scoured the shores of Era for a beauty who would make the king forget his loss. And one day he appeared again before the king to make his final gamble for life. But the mad king hardly noticed the frightened women paraded before him. Uh, send them back, Killian. Sire, wait. Surely among these, 
Some have even greater beauty than... Enough. Only one will do. You've not brought it back. And for this, you'll die. Take him away. Wait. I have brought her back, sire. Why? Yes, sire. Standing beyond those doors is she who will fulfill all your dreams. This is your last chance, kill him. Guards, bring in the last one. Look carefully, sire. There. You see? Celestine. You see, sire? Celestine. You've come back. Speak to me, Celestine. Tell me. Tell me you're here to stay. Oh, father. Tis true you are sick. Father. Celestine, why do you address me so? Sure, you know your own daughter. I'm Dimphna. Dimphna. She teases you, sire. As if you'd not recognize your own beloved wife. Oh, don't listen to him, Father. Oh, come, Celeste. Father, I'm Dimphna. Sire, Dimphna is but a little girl, often a convent. Of Celestine. I cannot bear this joke. Oh, Father, I've grown up. Celestine is dead. Dead. Celestine, dead. Father, you're sick. Let me help you. Not you who are sick, Celestine. Come with me. No. We'll be as happy as before. Let me alone. Celestine, wait. Don't run away. It's all right, sire. Let her go. The castle is surrounded. Go after her, Killian. Send her to my chambers. I must look after my poor, sick bride. But Dymphna escaped the castle with the help of her mentor and spiritual advisor, Father Gerbrand. Together they fled the country, never stopping for long, until they had crossed France and entered Belgium. And there, at the pleasant village of Gilles, they felt safe and made plans for the future. When can we go back, Father Gerbrand? I have friends at home. They'll send word when it's safe again. Poor Father. Sure, I must find a way to help him. That's the one thing you must deny yourself, my child. You must never see the king again. Oh, but I must help him. You can help with your prayers, Dymphna. God knows that's all that can help him now. Oh, these poor people. I would like to help them so. How they must suffer and those who love them. I will follow my vocation, Father Gibbon. And as long as I live, I will pray so to help them. Father, Father, quickly. Uh, what is it? Soldiers looking for the girl. Hide. Quickly. Oh. Quickly, Dimpner, they're no. here. They couldn't have followed so far. It must be a mistake. No mistake, oh. my lady. Oh, Killian, you here. Never more than a day behind you. That madman. Wait, priest. Don't try to leave. My men are all around you. What do you intend to do? You can't send this girl back to the life of horror. Unfortunately, my black-robed friend, it's her neck or mine. Over here, sire. <gasps> a king. Here. And madder than ever. I'd advise you to play out this farce. Quiet. Here he is. Celestine. Stay behind me, Dimphna. Sire, this is not your wife. Stand aside, priest. For this sword will cut you in two. This is not Celestine. It is your daughter, Dimphna. Hey, father, look out. I want oh, you. No, no. Oh, oh, oh. How could you? Come, Celestine. You killed him. Come to oh, me. Oh, you are, man. Oh, dear, you don't know what you're doing. Come home no, with I me. can't go with you, Father. Celestine, I can't live without oh, no. you. Then I must no. die. Don't make oh, me do it. I'll pray for you, Father. 
So there in a barren field, Symphona knelt in divine supplication, and so she died under the mad king's sword. But something happened then that the gentle Dimphna would not have wished for all the world. When the king perceived, in a rare moment of sanity, what he had done, he turned in a burst of fury on Killian and struck him down. There's a postscript to this story, Mr. Warren. The inhabitants of Gil first put the bodies of Dimphna and Father Gearburn in a nearby cave. It was not until several years later that the people, recalling their martyrdom, decided to give them a more suitable burial. But when they entered the cave, to their utter astonishment, they found two snow-white coffins carved from stone. And in Dimphna's they found a red tile bearing the inscription, Here lies the Holy Virgin and Martyr, Dimphna. The Church of St. Dimphna now stands at the site of that cave. People here are dedicated to helping the mentally ill. There were miracles and cures, and Dimphna became known as the patroness of the mentally ill. People began bringing their relatives here. So over the years, Gil became famous for the most advanced scientific treatment. The help of these kind people and the devotion of St. Dimphna. There are so many former patients who feel that their prayers and St. Dimphna's intercession sped their recovery. Do you think it's helped Mary Fitzpatrick? Yes, I do. Maybe if she's left alone a while longer, she can come home on her own. I'm sure she will. Uh, if I leave now, I can catch the express back to Antwerp and make some overseas telephone calls. You're very kind, Mr. Warren. I hope to see you again someday. Very soon, I hope. Goodbye. Mary. Listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymore for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me 
at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.